Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, here we go on a Monday, and a good one, live in Los Angeles. It's The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. I spent Friday, Saturday, Sunday either watching movies, streaming shows, or a lot of sports. It is great to be here one hour from now where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. There is a lot of it. Uh, J-Mac, I want to start the show with something. Um... The Lakers moved on. They did. And dominated, dominated the Warriors. And a lot of people, some guy came up to me yesterday. His name was actually Colin. I was with my daughter having a coffee. And he said, do you believe in him now? <laughs> do you believe in him now? And so I had a little bit of an epiphany. So much I called Ryan driving around yesterday. You called him? Do you want to hear my epiphany? I do. All right, let's, let's start with this. I did pick the Lakers to win the play-in game, and I did pick them to beat Memphis. But I thought they would lose to Golden State, and I've said they're not a championship team. And they really handled Golden State. Now, I, I didn't think the Warriors were a championship team either, said that multiple times, but it was the way in which they dominated mostly the Warriors. And so I don't hate them, I just don't get them. And so yet many people that I respect, a lot of people, I mean, my guy Nick Wright's been saying they're going to win the NBA championship. And a lot of smart people believe that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I, They also had the best record in the NBA uh, since the trade deadline <laughs> in the whole league. Not the Celtics, not the Nuggets, not the Bucs. The Lakers do. And so I asked myself yesterday, I went in a long drive. 
after that guy came up to me. I said, you, you, you understand him now? And I'm like, no, I don't. So I had about a 20-minute drive, and I got into my car, and it hit me. I mean, nobody hit me. It, it, it hit me. Um, I'm comparing this LeBron to LeBron in his prime. Of course he looks average. He's the greatest basketball player probably ever. Of course he looks old and at times mediocre, and of course he disappears at times. So this player that I've loved, discussed, built my show around during the basketball season for 15 years, it came to me. Stop comparing this LeBron to old LeBron and just compare him to the rest of mortals. And so I went this morning, and we got the play-in game, which the league doesn't count statistically, but I, I consider it like a, play -in, a playoff game. So I counted the play-in game, every game against Memphis, and every game against the Warriors. And then what is LeBron? Let's get out of me thinking of LeBron now against old LeBron. Pretend it never existed, and there was just this guy named LeBron James. What is he? And what he is is 24 points a game, 10 rebounds, 5.5 assists, 50% shooting, 38 minutes per game. Oh, wait. That's a better version of Jalen Brown of the Celtics. Yeah. Now I get it. That's double the rebounds of Jalen Brown. That's 60% more assists than Jalen Brown. So it's a bigger, stronger, more experienced, more winning when it matters version of Jalen Brown. And then it hit me. Now, I get it. What the Lakers are, they have arguably the best player in the whole thing, AD. Certainly the best defensive player left. They have a player that's better than Jalen Brown. I mean, do you realize only three players left are averaging 20-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, and 5-plus assists? Jokic, Tatum, and LeBron. So if you consider LeBron basically somewhere around Jalen Brown and Tatum, then you have A.D., who's arguably the best player left and certainly the best defensive player, and then throw in like a, a Jason Tatum-level player, and then Austin Reeves and D'Lo are certainly capable offensive players. They can be a little spotty because they're not superstars, but they're more than capable. And a coach that's been very good in in-game and in-series adjustments, Darvin Ham, and some role guys who are hot and cold, Okay, now I look at him and think, oh, it's different now. It's not AD who's good every other game, an old LeBron, an undrafted Austin Reeves. If you really forget and stop my, myself comparing this LeBron to the greatest basketball ever player ever LeBron and just say, what is he now? Just compartmentalize it. What is he now? 24, 10, 5.5, 50% shooting, great experience, insanely high basketball intellect, situationally a marvel. Okay, now it's a championship team. And I will pick them to beat Denver in six. And I think they match up okay with Boston. I didn't before that drive. I couldn't figure it out. I mean, part of being a host, this part I love, is not just watching games and having an opinion. Anybody that's listened to me knows I like theories, holistic. What's the bigger picture? And I just haven't understood this Laker team all since the trading deadline. I thought they were bad early. They were. And then they make these 
these moves, and I'm like, yeah, okay, they barely beat Utah again in Chicago, and yeah, they'll beat Memphis because Memphis is immature, but they're not going to beat the Warriors, and they kind of hammered them. So I'm no longer, at least for the rest of this year, going to compare LeBron to young LeBron. I'm just going to be able and capable of just saying, what is he tonight? What will he be in game one against Denver? 24, 10, 5 38 minutes, 50% shooting, with maybe the highest basketball intellect we've seen in our lives. It hit me. It took me a while. I'm slow. But it hit me. They'll beat Denver. Okay, let's talk Jason Tatum. So every Celtic fan in this country, be honest with yourself. No, no, no. I mean, really honest. You woke up yesterday morning. Now, on this show Friday, J-Mac and I said, I said, Celtics win easily. And J-Mac said, easily? I'm like, yeah, they're going to win easily. But you woke up as a Celtic fan, and your takeaway was, okay, they'll win if Tatum's great. And the reason you ask yourself that is because Tatum's not always great, although he's a great player, but he can be a little bit tight in big spots. You know, like earlier in the series against the Sixers. Not last year or the year before, earlier in this series. But you knew if he brought it, he would be great because he often is. But everybody that watches the Celtics, the real fans that watch the games know, this team dominates blowouts. They led the NBA in point differential. They're Mike Tyson. They knock a lot of people out. In fact, they knock more people out than anybody in the league. But they were sub-500 regular season when games got close. Or, or maybe it was just 500, 13-13. I think we looked it up. So, yes, Jason Tatum delivered yesterday. But you were nervous in the morning and you didn't know. And we still don't know. You're really going to brag about Jason Tatum's 51-point game 10 years from now at a Boston bar over a Sam Adams if they lose to Miami or get vanquished by LeBron in the finals? Yeah, there's nothing cooler than a guy bragging about Jason Tatum's second-round win over sagging Philly. The great ones don't talk about the second round. MJ didn't, Kobe didn't, LeBron doesn't. The great ones are judged by the finals. And last year he lost the finals. But he was magnificent. He's capable of doing it more than he does. I'm happy for him. But don't lie about it. You know and I know you woke up yesterday as a Celtic fan thinking, okay, if Tatum's great, we'll be great. Larry Bird did it forever. Russell did it forever. Kuzi did it forever. You'd seen it. Kevin Garnett came and did it. With Tatum, had the talent... Will he be the guy? And he was. And he deserves credit. And the NBA is a league in which there are steps to greatness. And he just checked another box off the list. A 51-point game seven. Remember Giannis, for years and years and years and years and years, you're like, yeah, but he doesn't like to hit free throws. He can be reluctant. Then he had that great series in the final one. We checked it off. And then this year, he reverted back to what he... What he was earlier, which is kind of regressing, afraid to get the ball, doesn't want to get fouled at the free throw line. So this is a box checked. A box checked. But years from now, nobody's going to care about a second-round win against Philly, and this is going to seem incredibly hollow if they get beat by the Heat. Don't think they will. Pretty sure they won't, but if they do. And it's not going to feel that great either if the Lakers, your primary rival, beat you again. And some of this is Philly just quit which we kept telling you all year, loved to watch him, didn't trust him. But it was a remarkable moment. He checked a box. He deserves all the credit. He's a remarkable player, and Tatum talked after. 
going into game six, uh, I was too, it sounds crazy to say, I was like too locked in. I was too um, tight. I was, you know, just too in my own head thinking about what do I need to do. And today I was more myself, you know. Yesterday, pregame, I was relaxed, laughing, joking. Uh, and, you know, that's when I play my best when, you know, I'm having fun. Just try not to think about, right, the pressure, what everybody's going to say, you know, just focus on the game um, and having fun. What Jason Tatum told you right there is what he was was in his head, which he gets into a lot. He didn't yesterday, as he just said, and he gave you an all-time performance. Play, don't think about it. I said this last week. He's a great kid. Sometimes the best players aren't great people on the floor. They punch, they push, they're selfish. As an athlete, sometimes that's okay, especially in game sevens. Yesterday, Tatum knew he was the best player on the floor, waved people off, this is me, celebrated his greatness. That's okay. (laughs) You wouldn't want that as a human being. But like an athlete, game seven, that's what we want. Stay out of your head. Stay in the moment and crush. Doc Rivers after if he'd ever seen a performance quite like Jason Tatum's. Doc, Jason Tatum set the record for uh, the most points in a um, in a game seven. As far as games that you were involved in as either a player or a coach, how many other playoff games do you think were of this caliber? I've seen one, and it was in this building, unfortunately, and it was LeBron. Um, that's the only time I've, I've seen a performance uh, like that live. I'm glad that I haven't seen many. Um, but, yeah, I've seen one, and uh, Tatum – was he was not only unbelievable uh he played just hard defensively uh, for the record what was the knock early on lebron james maybe lebron and jason tatum have some similarities what was the knock on lebron he didn't want to take the big shot he passed too much now i didn't buy into it because i thought he was such a great passer and he was putting up massive numbers but lebron sometimes the knock was he's kind of a little passive late didn't really buy into it. He just wasn't as aggressive as a Kobe or an MJ late. But I didn't buy he was passive. Sometimes I feel Tatum is a little leans toward passive. Wasn't yesterday. But it's a pretty good comp with LeBron and Tatum. It was an all-time performance. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero Pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero Pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. The very talented Ja Morant in trouble again this weekend, suspended by the Grizzlies after a video shows him messing around with a gun for the second time. This is something I've talked about before, where the football culture in America is better than the basketball culture, and I love both sports. But when you come into the NFL, you're often 23 years old. When you come into the NBA, you're 19. In college, things happen that you have to grow up and be accountable and have a schedule and you have a life beyond your sport. A 17, 18, 19-year-old male, because boys mature much slower than girls, is a different element altogether than a 23, 24-year-old male. Okay, John Morant comes into the NBA at 19. There's money, there's fame, there's pressure, there's this, there's that. Where's the support system? I'm in no way saying he's not responsible for his actions. But the NBA, and this is on Adam Silver, has long considered college basketball the enemy. And that is absolute nonsense. Go to college. Be hard coached. Have a schedule. Have responsibilities. Be part of a program, not just yourself. Stop using basketball players as ATMs for your personal needs, nourishment, and accounts. The bottom line is John Morant failed, but so did the Grizzlies and Nike and his father and the NBA. That's why I like the football culture. You can be cut. Tom Brady could have been cut in his prime. You're part of a collective Tom Brady was coached hard in high school, then coached hard in football, and didn't get everything he wanted. Stop pandering to the players. It's called tough love. This is not an anti-player message. Go ahead, give your kid breakfast, ice cream, a bowl of ice cream, every day for breakfast. Congrats, he's happy, and he'll have diabetes at 25. Stop pandering to the players. Tough love. Coach them hard. Make them accountable. Make them be part of a collective. It benefits them. So you don't have stories like this. 
John Morant, a wonderful talent. I've never really thought he's a franchise guy. I think he's a bit of a firework show, and somebody now has to clean up the mess for the second time. And I'm not saying he's not responsible, too, for this. But I wasn't ready at 19 or 20 years old for fame and fortune and pressure. Who can handle that stuff? Adam Silver has acknowledged publicly, my players are miserable. You don't hear football players saying that because football players are coached hard and not pandered to and know they have to be part of something beyond themselves. And that's why college basketball is so valuable for these young men. We're seeing now... College basketball women is exploding in popularity because it's cool. You're part of something beyond yourself and your shoe deal. This is not an anti-NBA player message. I love the sport. One of the complaints I get about my show is I talk too much NBA. <laughs> I love it. I've loved it since I was a kid watching the Blazers and Sonics. But the culture is at times, not, not universally, not, not primarily, but at times it can be broken. Let a kid stay in college and be part of something. Hold him accountable. This is not just John Morant. It's the league. It's the Grizzlies. It's dad. It's Nike. We too often use our young basketball prodigies as ATMs. Stop it. He'll get better. He'll be fine eventually. I hope. I'm pretty sure of it. But it's easy to bury the kid today. Were you ready at 19 for fame and fortune? I wasn't. I wasn't. I came from a divorced family. I didn't have the ecosystem. I didn't have the structure for it. Go ahead, bury the kid. He's a fantastic young player. And my guess is he's a fantastic kid. He's just immature. And the basketball culture does too little to fix that. Another cautionary tale that could have been addressed years ago. Memphis knew what was going on. So did his dad, who I don't know. But even he, I imagine today, has some regrets. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Well, I know, I know, you think I'm a Golden State Warrior homer. That's sad, really. But um, I did not think they were a championship team. I did think they'd beat the Lakers. Um, but I said all year, they're too Steph-reliant, too Steph-reliant, and he's 35. He's not 28. Uh, they don't have any front court scoring. Kayvon Looney's their only true big, and he is a non-scoring threat. So they need to acquire somebody, um, a big, that it, that at least is a scoring threat. Now, Carl Anthony Towns will be on the market. He's a little squirrely, can be immature, can disappear. Now, you may just roll your eyes at Carl Anthony Towns, but let me give you three other players for the Timberwolves. Kevin Garnett, Andrew Wiggins, Jimmy Butler all left and felt like they got better. Maybe it's the T-Wolves. Um, Steph Clay and Draymond are all coming back. Steph still elite, Draymond, what he does, still elite. Now, I know you don't like Klay Thompson, and I would acknowledge he better give them a team-friendly deal. But he did lead the NBA in made three-pointers, and he shot like 41%. He just had a lousy series against the Lakers. They would like to keep Andrew Wiggins, good defender, and they want to get a full season out of him. And I think they'd like to keep Jordan Poole. He's flaky, but... When Steph gets hurt or takes a seat, who's going to score? What they'd like to do is, I think, move Kayvon Looney and some role players and get a big. Uh, they're going to have to make big decisions, but Steph, Clay, and Draymond aren't going anywhere. I would consider moving Clay Thompson. That doesn't appear to be in the cards. But the key is, because of this offense, they've known this was a hole 
this part of their roster for three years. It's why they drafted James Wiseman. He just wasn't ready. And so what I've been told inside the building, and I think this is understood in the league, whatever they do has to be on Steph Curry's timeline. No silliness, no kids, you're not ready, no 19-year-olds. Uh, Kuminga still struggles to get on the floor. Young Moses Moody still struggles to get on the floor. This is a very sophisticated culture. Uh, squirrely guys and kids do not work. So my guess is they're going to go to try get somebody already in the league that's an adult that is somewhat of a scoring threat inside. Too much of their scoring is all loaded into the backcourt. They could move a Dante DiVincenzo. They could move again a Gary Payton. They could move Jordan Poole. They got a lot of options moving players in the backcourt. But they got to get a big who can score. At least a threat to score. It doesn't have to be 25 a night. It could be 17. It's got to be something. Steve Kerr talked about his season and the Warriors season ending. We didn't feel like a championship team all year, but we had the guts and the, the fortitude to still believe. To be fair, I think um, this team probably, you know, ultimately um, maxed out. Um, I think, uh, you know, we were barely in the playoff picture for most of the year. This is not a championship team. They're not. They're not. By the, by the way, when you go back and look at the greatest teams ever, like Jordan's teams didn't get a ton of scoring from Bill Cartwright or Will Perdue or at times Luke Longley, but they got enough and they also had incredible size. This is a very tiny team. So <clears throat> if you're a small team, it's fine. But when you're a small team with zero scoring threat on the interior, <clears throat> you become very dependent on a 35-year-old Steph Curry. Dude needs more help. So Doc Rivers lost, again, in a big game. He's now 6-10 and 10 all-time in Game 7s, although if you listen to the critics, you'd think he was 0-16. Uh, he is on a nine-game losing streak to clinch a conference finals berth, and uh, it ain't great. But I, but I do think, whereas Doc Rivers worked in this league 10 years ago as a head coach, maybe seven or eight years, he's known as a culture coach. Uh, and the game with analytics is becoming much more about in-game adjustments and in-series adjustments. Uh, he's got a Joe Torre quality. He can get the, go the egos and the adults and the squabbles right. He did that with the Clippers. They were dysfunctional. He made them relevant. Never great, but relevant. When he got to Philadelphia, the Ben Simmons mess, he cleaned it up. People started getting along, but they've never been great. I just think Doc's not a rigid guy. He's a culture guy, and that's what he leans into. Darvin Ham, you saw him making tweaks throughout the series. That's now the NBA. Things change. We've seen it in the NFL. Defensive coaches, even legends, Bill Belichick, are tone deaf, can't draft skilled people. This, this is the slowest NFL team offensively, and they drafted guards and kickers. They don't get it. The cultures change. And Belichick's a legend. Greg Popovich, a legend. Struggled to embrace the three ball. Still does. Bobby Knight, a legend. Wouldn't embrace one and done. Nothing punctures brilliance among legends like rigidity, like the inability to evolve. I'm not saying Doc Rivers is Belichick. I'm not saying he's Popovich or Bobby Knight. 
What I'm saying, he's an old school coach in a new school world where Spolstra, we saw it with Darvin Ham, Steve Kerr, Budenholzer, by the way, came from a very a big system like San Antonio. He struggled to tweak in game. So sometimes guys are old school in every industry. They're just old school. Even in an industry that is very fluid and young and progressive, uh, like tech, you know, Google buys YouTube. YouTube becomes YouTube TV. Then they buy the NFL package, right? Whereas Yahoo led the world, number one internet provider. What's Yahoo today? Even in tech, there are people that evolve, people that don't, people that get stuck in the sand, people that get embedded the way it used to be or the former business. It's hard. It's hard to constantly evolve and get the right timing and the right pieces. But I feel like Doc's not a bad coach. He's an old school coach in a new school game. The NBA... And you're seeing it. It it is so now three ball reliant, uh, speed and spacing. Um, And I I just feel like Doc's in his 60s. He'd be a great TV analyst. He made the Clippers relevant, cleaned them up. He made the Sixers relevant, cleaned them up. But in neither case did you feel like you were getting the adjustments needed in 2023 NBA. Uh, and, and, And Doc Rivers talked about failing badly in game seven. I'm disappointed. I thought we had the right group. Um, I really did. And, and I knew, you know, it's funny. I look out and I, I, you know, you talk about keeping receipts sometimes. You know what I mean? I don't think a person in this room picked the Sixers, you know, not one. Um, but we did. And, and we chose to believe that we could win anyway. Um, and, I, and we almost pulled it off. By the way. Tom Thibodeau with the Knicks. What is he known as? A big culture guy. Nick fans are asking this morning, do we have the right coach? He's created a relentless, tough, formidable Knicks culture. Can we get to the next level? Again, Doc Rivers got rid of the Ben Simmons thing. Embiid, Harden, Maxie, Harris seemed to get along. Dwayne Casey in Toronto was this. Kind of cleaned up the culture. Then they brought in Nick Nurse, to get a title like they're just different styles of coaches and so some guys are heavy into culture by the way I'm not saying Kerr and Spolster aren't good at that uh, I'm not saying Darvin Ham's not good at that but you can watch Darvin Ham tweak I mean literally tweak half to half quarter to quarter you could watch Spolstra Steve Kerr do it and I I can still like Doc Rivers I really do like him but he feels a little bit like Tibbs like you got a culture guy can clean it up but has he leaned too far into culture, not enough into pivoting in-game adjustments? I don't know. There's an argument to be made. Clearly this morning, J-Max already got him fired and working at a TV network. So you're ready to let him go. I, listen, Daryl Morey's got a lot of decisions in Philadelphia. There's a lot happening there. And I, I, again, I don't know that you could totally blame Embiid for everything that happened there. I just, as they're constructed, Colin... Do you think this team is ever going to get by Boston? No. Get by a Giannis-led no. team? Uh, Miami's heat culture, the Knicks, the Listen, Cavs. Like there, it's- there's a lot, though, I like about Philadelphia. I said this. Everybody kept telling me, oh, you got to trust it. And I'm like, I can love watching you and not trust you. It's date, not marriage. It's a great relationship. Don't trust it long term. That's Philadelphia. I think they're a blast to watch. The egos, the alpha, the big shots. 
But when I watch them, it's time to move off Harden. Stop telling me he's going to be dependable. Like, he's a role yeah. player with fashion. Do you have his numbers uh, in front of you for what he did in the four losses? No, no. 21% shooting in four yeah. losses. But he did win two games for you straight up. And B didn't win one game in that series for them. Harden had over 40 points and the game-winning three in two I games. Know. I know. But that's what role players do. They're great every third game. I need guys. Maxie's going to give you the same effort four to five games. Is he going to do that without Harden? I think so. Going to step I up. Think, think. <laughs> Austin Reeves or Maxie? I, well, I still think the Celtics can win. <laughs> hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, I'm going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, 
even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. All right, Colin right, Colin wrong. Let's hit it. Where Colin was right? I said I thought Jokic, not Embiid, was the MVP in terms of real data. You get the exact same performance from Jokic, and you've seen it in the playoffs. 30 points, 55% shooting, 9 assists, 12.5 rebounds. He is the most consistent big in the game. He plays more games than Embiid. I think Joel is more fun and a better story, and everybody's rooting for him. I get that. I'm not bothered by it. But, I mean, if you're asking me and telling me that triple-doubles matter, which I was lectured on for years by Russell Westbrook's triple-double MVP, there's your walking triple-double in the NBA. I felt he was the more formidable center. Where Colin was right? Um, I had said I thought they'd beat the Lakers, but I did not think the Warriors were a championship team. You cannot rely even on Steph Curry at 35 to do a majority of your scoring. They became too Steph Curry reliant. They're going to make moves. But you could see during this series, the whole series came down to what the hell do we do with Anthony Davis? I mean, they just didn't have anybody to pull him away consistently from the basket so therefore you couldn't have Looney and Draymond on the floor at the same time the most important player in this series was not Steph Curry despite his gifts Uh, so we were right on that where Colin was wrong all right Jason Tatum delivered in a big game listen I like him I always like him I consider him a top 10 player closer to seven J-Mac has him one or two nonetheless Um, He did give 16 points in the fourth quarter of game six, answered some critics, and yesterday's performance was one for the ages. Uh, To me, he's always been lacking a little, a little MJ dog in him, a little dog, but he did have it. Now, now, it is round two. It's going to be really hollow if he doesn't deliver it in the next round, but tip of the cap, good kid, great day. Where Colin was right. Never trusted the Sixers. Fun, goofy, flimsy. Uh, just think they're they're just inconsistent. Harden, I never buy. Harden is a role player, a really fun role player. But like all role players that can score, he's hot and cold. Uh, and I think I, I I would compare the Sixers to Kirk Cousins. The bigger the stage, the more they shrink. And that doesn't mean Kirk Cousins isn't a top fifteen quarterback. And it doesn't mean the Sixers don't do a lot of things right. But um, I think this a little bit of house of cards. I think they're probably going to make a coaching change, a Harden change, and figure out who works with Joel Embiid. Where Colin was right. I said, Devin Booker's having a great series. This is a bunch of nonsense. I said, after they tie this series, they're going to go lose the next two games and Booker's going to cool off. He shot 61%, and I said it's going to cool off the next two games. He shot 37%. Listen, he, had a, he was on a heater. Okay, it happens. We've seen this before. Now, it lasted a long time, but that's not who he is. We just didn't think after they lost Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, they just don't have the depth. They're a man down. They'll reboot. They'll get a new coach. I think they'll be fine. But uh, the Devin Booker stuff, he's a great two. He's not Michael Jordan, and those were the numbers. Where Colin was wrong. I had the Lakers winning in six. My bad. Um, listen, LeBron James, I got to quit being so hard on LeBron James because for 15 years I loved him and now I always call him an old man, but he's given you 24, 10 and five and a half and 38 minutes on 50% shooting. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. He's an all-star. 
and he was unbelievable in game six. I think it has to go down. If you write a book on LeBron James of the many chapters, you have this has to be one of the chapters. Game six Warriors, a guy in the league 20 years. Michael was out of the league by this time. Only Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was even kind of playing at this point at a higher level, I think. He wasn't this. I mean, first of all, almost nobody plays 20 years. But they average like three points a game when they do. <laughs> I remember old Kareem barely getting up the floor. What that was, we all witnessed. That was all-time stuff. Where Colin was right? Well, uh, John Morant is a highlight reel. I've said there's immaturity issues. I don't think he's a franchise guy. And in the end, his style and his lack of maturity will be his undoing at some point. I still like him. I'd still support him. And I think a lot of this is the NBA's fault. I think a lot of it is parental. I think a lot of it is Nike. I think a lot of it is the Grizzlies. It is easy to dump on a kid, but it's another cautionary tale. But being a franchise player, and I've said this about a lot of guys, Baker Mayfield, Johnny Manta, a lot of people, being a franchise guy is different than being a talented guy. Being a franchise guy is standing at the podium, taking shots, taking the criticism, um, being able to handle it, uh, being dependable, being mature. There's a lot more than just guy's got talent. Guy can throw a nice spiral. Guy can, he's got, you know, hops. I think Jaws got a long way to go. My guess is he'll get there soon enough. Where Colin was right? I said Jalen Brunson is the best quarterback in New York City on Thursday. On Friday, he had 41. Listen, for years I was told Mello was the guy, but you can't build a culture around Mello. Mello's just super talented, Hall of Fame level talent. Brunson is resilient and tough, a shot maker, a playmaker. You can build a culture around Jalen Brunson. He is a phenomenal young player, your classic Villanova kid, second rounder, chip on his shoulder. Dallas didn't exactly know what to do with him. He is going to own this franchise for the next four to five years. I have no doubt, no doubt they will win multiple playoff series with him. Eric Spolstra faced him for a couple of weeks and had this to say after. How's that dude not a, an all-star or all-NBA? I haven't even, even like, <laughs> really checked the all-NBA. Have those come out yet? Yes. Yeah. Oh, they have. He should be on one of those teams. I wish he was still out west, uh, but, um, man, you got to respect him as a competitor. Uh, yeah, he's absolutely. And, by the way, easy to root for. Love those second-round guys, those Villanova guys, easy to work for. Root for. Uh, finally, Where Colin was right. Ty Lue. We told you last week, I think it was Friday, keep your eye on Ty Lue, coach of the Clippers. I've been told the Kawhi stuff's driving him nuts. Uh, he is a great coach who has a unique ability to handle dysfunction. And uh, the Phoenix Suns have a DeAndre Ayton issue and a Chris Paul issue. The stories today, he is in the mix for the Phoenix Suns job. Wouldn't be shocked if he was in the mix for the Milwaukee Bucks job. Uh, Ty Lue, um, I, I got to tell you, I, there's a lot I love about the Clippers, but that Kawhi Paul George stuff, it is a lot to deal with. I think he would be absolutely phenomenal with Milwaukee or Phoenix, but we told you Friday, keep your eye out for Ty Lue. I've now had two people tell me that Ty Lue is the leading candidate in Phoenix.
Want more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, 7 days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. J.A. Adonde covered the Kobe Bryant Lakers for the L.A. Times, the Jordan Bulls for the Chicago Sun-Times. Now he's the director of sports journalism, J.A. Adonde, with a beard and a little granite, which means he has seen things, my friends. He has seen a lot of things. So it's funny, when um, you look at these Lakers, I've been a doubter for most of the season. And I really came to, I had an epiphany yesterday. And I said, I don't, I don't get this t- Austin Reeves and old LeBron. And then I went and looked at all of LeBron's numbers against the Warriors and the Grizzlies in the play-in game. 24 points, 10.5 assists, 5.5 rebounds, 50% from the field in 38 minutes. And I'm like, wait, time out. I got to stop calling him old LeBron and start acknowledging he's one of the four most productive players left in the playoffs with Jokic and Tatum uh, being two others. And, and so it was like, it was my bias. It was aged by it. He's an old man. And I'm watching him and I got into my car yesterday and I was driving and I thought, I got to stop that. Just what is he producing when he plays? And these are all start. These are Jalen Brown, but, but a better rebounder and better assist guy. Are you amazed? Cause you watched an older Jordan. You, you've watched an older Kobe. Are you shocked by this? Not shocked. I, I go with amazed though, Colin. And we have to jumpstart ourselves, right? We almost need a defibrillator for ourselves to get as excited as we should be by those numbers because for LeBron, they're very pedestrian, right? Right. But for 20 years in the league to put up numbers like that, anyone else we'd be raving about and they're very pedestrian for him. But it's a great sign for the Lakers that they have won two playoff series with LeBron putting up those type of numbers. I think he still has something left. I think we can see more from him. I think we got a taste from it in that closeout game six against the Warriors when he had 39-9. and Yeah. And even that is not one of the all-time LeBron games, but it's still an outstanding production, 39-9. and And the question is, does he have a little extra in the tank that he can draw on for these next four weeks of basketball, it's, it's a sprint now, it, or, or maybe it's like a 400 meter race. Right. Colin, now for these next two weeks, who can be the best out of LeBron, Anthony Davis, Jokic, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, these star players, who can have the best four weeks out of those guys? And I think that will go a long way toward determining our next champion. We both know Doc Rivers. I like him a lot. Um, I tend to think he's an old school culture coach more than a new school tweak and adjust coach um maybe a little joe tory if there's a, a similarity to a baseball manager he's great with alphas he kind of cleaned the clippers up never made them great clean the sixers ben simmons stuff up never made them great what do you make of what's happened in philadelphia do you have to start over I think you do, and and as we've seen, it's easier to change the coach than it is to, right. to change the key players on the roster. Uh, you know, that's what cost Budenholzer in Milwaukee. It's what cost Monty Williams in Phoenix. And, uh, you know, the accumulation of these losses, right, the the, the blown 3-1 leads and the blown 3-2 leads and, and the, the losses in game sevens and the losses, uh, you know, that you look at the numbers, and I don't want to misquote them accurately, but they're not favorable. I think he's... He's lost two-thirds of his games when he's had an opportunity to clinch a series. Um, hasn't advanced past the second round since 2012. Those are the statistics I'm comfortable saying live on TV and being sure that they're accurate. So where do you go from there? And Daryl Morey is not the general manager that brought him in. It makes it a lot easier uh, 
to escort him out. The um, you know, I, I said this, and I and I firmly believe it. Every Celtic fan woke up yesterday morning with the same thought, which is if Tatum delivers, we're good. But there is that sort of, you know, and I think sometimes it's generational. Kids are different today. Michael Jordan, what he was lauded for, punching a teammate. All he, you know, if you say that, people go, he cared about winning, right? <laughs> it was a different time that Michael didn't have to live in this day-by-day, shot-by-shot vortex of social media. He was kind of protected. And that the things well, that... Con, a critical difference, we didn't see the video. That's right. right? That's the difference in this era. Everything is on video. We saw the video, uh, which I think where you're heading with this, the Draymond Green punch, right? Yeah. We saw that video. So it's interesting. I think Tatum, I think a lot of current players have more Tatum in them. They're thoughtful. They want to share the ball. Maybe LeBron introduced this era where LeBron in high school scored like 27 a game as a junior and 28 as a senior. He could have scored 50, but LeBron loved sharing it and and Tatum's not MJ he's not punching teammates he's not relentless and I watched him yesterday and I do think there'll be games when you'll go back to being kind of I'll get the ball around I won't and I think it it makes him a better human but I don't think yesterday is the end of the story I think I think Tatum is kind of a new star a new generation of star where it's not a lot I mean you covered Kobe Kobe didn't care what you thought of him. He'd go six for 28, and he'd take nine more shots. I mean, you know better than anybody. You, I, I'm just throwing my, my belief out that Tatum is just a different kind of cat. Well, and he modeled himself after Kobe, and so he tries to infuse a lot of Kobe. I think he wore a Kobe wristband, right, for one of, one of these playoff games. But he came up in the social media era, which Kobe did not. Michael Jordan certainly did not. And so this sensitivity, this, this instant blowback that you're getting from millions of people now that, that can directly communicate with you uh, instantly is, is different. And so I think that does infuse the, the way some of these guys play. But what I love about Tatum, I, I love that, that game six where he was awful <laughs> and he still wanted the ball. Yeah. He still wanted to take those shots and he delivered. And that was a microcosm of what I love about the NBA playoffs. Usually they give you an opportunity to redeem yourself over the course of the series or maybe even the course of your career. But in this case, in this game, he redeemed himself. I've never seen someone go from that awful for about 44 minutes of the game to that clutch when it mattered the most. And then he just rolled that all the way through that game seven and delivered you could argue statistically the best game seven performance we've ever seen. Steph Curry's mark didn't even last another round of the playoffs before Tatum eclipsed it with that 51 point performance. So, um, the Grizzlies and John ja Morant. So I said last night on a podcast and I said it today, I'm not saying he's not responsible, but there are times that the NBA has seen college basketball as the enemy. And in fact, I would argue being on a college campus, having a life beyond basketball, a real schedule, being hard coached, that this is a failure, not just of job, but of Nike, of the NBA, a parental, of the Grizzlies, that we foist these young 19-year-olds into fame and fortune, the girls, the money, the pressure, and we're shocked that some of them unravel. And I'm not saying pro football players don't, but you come in at 23, you can be cut tomorrow, 
Uh, it is much, you know, it's less pandering. And I, and I think, I feel like too often the NBA uses these young stars as an ATM. And so everybody gets paid and it's like, let's worry about the guy and the human, not just he can sell shoes and stuff. And I feel like I know it's his fault. I know it's, he's responsible, but I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to say, I think there's a lot of guilty people on this. Am I wrong? Or does it come down to jaw? It has to come down to, to him first and foremost, right? Um, I, I do think there, there was um, sort of disservice done to him by, by everyone involved in that they brought him right back after yes. what, he missed eight games. Right. And, and the notion that, that you know, when I, when I said, when he went away, I said, you know what, just punt this season and forget about it. This season's over. And, and you're not going anywhere this season, especially with, with Jai out and with Steven Adams hurt, uh, you know, the other injuries they had, Brandon Clark. This season is 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 a watch. Take the long term view and make sure that he is right. And instead, I feel like he was rushed back, and you know, paid some lip service to the changes that he had done when clearly nothing has changed, not significance. I was encouraged after they lost to the Lakers when he took responsibility yeah. and said, "My actions away from the court hurt our franchise." And it seemed like he got it then, but then, however many days later. Here he is doing the same old stuff. And and in the macro, it's not that big. You know, if you look at, you've got politicians taking pictures with assault rifles and sending them out as Christmas cards. You know, so is Jaw waving a gun around in a car the worst thing that we've seen? Not necessarily, but in the context of what he's been through this year, it was incredibly ill-advised and self-inflicted damage. And it lets you know that he's not ready. And Colin, to your point about college, Steve Kerr made an interesting point talking about whether or not he should rely on more of the young players. He said, you're talking about guys who would be juniors in college right now. And was Stephen Curry or Draymond Green ready to lead a team to an NBA championship when they were juniors in college? No, it takes a while. It takes experience. It takes maturity. We're asking so much of these guys at such a young age, even going back to Jason Tatum, he's still only 25. That's, that's right. Is it realistic to expect him to lead a team to a championship at that age? We really haven't seen guys other than like Magic Johnson when he came in playing alongside Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who have done it. So um, you're right, Colin, that they would all be better served by by more time away from the spotlight. And, and going back to the social media aspect, they're asked to do so much so publicly at such a young age. J.A. Adande, Director of Sports Journalism. Um, what a career. Covered MJ. Uh, you've had a... Jack and Chicago, Kobe. I mean, I got, Chicago, I got in on... Sir. I covered those Warriors, you know... Cliff, I got to see all LeBron's finals. I got to cover those in person, too. So I've been very, very fortunate. You have. Especially when it comes to the NBA. Director of Sports Journalism, Northwestern, Medill School of Journalism. Noteworthy because I would not be able to get into that even now. Uh, J.A. Adonde, it's great seeing you, my man. I could pull some strings. (laughs) Great to see you. Hope to catch up with you in Chicago this summer. All right. I'll be there, and I will call. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.